I heard a story one time in which a rabbit and a beaver are standing on an overlook, peering down at the massive wall of Hoover Dam. The rabbit turns to the beaver and asks, Is that yours? The beaver turns to the rabbit and replies, Well, I didn't build it, but it is based on an idea of mine. Beavers are forever being referred to as nature's engineers, as terraformers, as ecosystem designers. And while the things they do that ultimately transform the land may not be done with a deliberate plan in mind, I mean, far be it from me to anthropomorphize even for something as extraordinarily industrious as a beaver, they do transform the landscape. I went out a few nights ago to record the spring peepers at a wetland near my house. They were in full song, as you can hear, and as I sat there, I watched a V form on the surface of the water on the other side of the pond as something headed my way. The day before, it was a river otter. This time, it was a beaver. Like most rodents, beavers have large, strong teeth that never stop growing, so to keep them in check, they never stop chewing. They eat bark and water lily roots and twigs, mostly from aspens and sugar maples. Their main food is cambium, the soft, nutrient-rich layer of living tissue that lies just below the bark of a tree. These animals get big. The family that I watched as I recorded this were easily four feet long, that's about 1.2 meters, including the tail, and they were stocky. I wouldn't want to tangle with one of them. Beavers mate for life, and they live in colonies of five or six, typically a mated adult pair, a few kits, and one or two yearlings that move out to set up house elsewhere when they're two years old or so. They tend to be pretty territorial, and they don't typically share a pond with another group, hence the proliferation of individual ponds in a beaver-rich area. Before Europeans came to North America, there were about 400 million beavers living here. In the early years of the 17th century, beaver ponds covered more than 10% of the territory around the upper reaches of the great Mississippi and Missouri rivers, forming vast stores of fresh water. Now, like sea otters, beavers have dense, warm, water-resistant fur. And just for the sake of context, humans have about a thousand hairs per square inch of skin. Beavers, a hundred thousand. Think about that. Now, sea otters put them to shame with somewhere between 600,000 and a million hairs, but 100,000 is plenty impressive. Once these luxurious pelts were discovered by trappers, a frenzy of hunting began, and by 1840, the beaver was nearly extinct in North America. Today, thanks to extraordinary conservation efforts, their numbers have recovered to around 15 million a fraction of their original population, but many more than there were when they came close to disappearing altogether. Perhaps it's jealousy over their superior building skills, but humans spend an inordinate amount of time and energy undoing the work of beaver colonies. And for what? They create diverse habitat that supports an equally diverse range of critters. And even when beavers move on from one site to another, as they periodically do, the ponds they create silt in and become marshes and then shallow wetlands and then beaver meadows which provide habitat for grassland birds, thus benefiting a wider range of avian species. But they do more than that. Beaver dams reduce flooding because the ponds trap water and allow it to flow in a controlled manner. 
In one UK study, a group of 13 beaver dams was found to reduce damaging runoff during heavy storms by about 30%. At the same time, the ponds store massive volumes of fresh water. Scientists in Canada estimate that so much water is impounded by beaver ponds that they raise the local water table by as much as six inches. Another thing these structures do, these structures that humans are so intent to destroy, is reduce human-made pollution. In the United States alone, farmers apply 20 million tons of manufactured fertilizer to their crops every year, a large portion of which makes its way into waterways and ultimately the ocean. The ultimate result is massive algae blooms followed by the inevitable biological dead zones. By trapping runoff closer to its source, beaver ponds reduce pollution by almost half in some cases. And finally, the organic material that settles to the bottom of beaver-created ponds acts as a massive carbon sink. Scientists estimate that the original beaver populations in what is now Rocky Mountain National Park trapped and stored 2.7 million megagrams of carbon. That's equal to the carbon sequestered by 37,000 acres of forest. That's 150 square kilometers, or about 60 square miles. That's not bad for a rodent without an engineering degree. A few minutes after I first spotted the beavers in the pond, they spotted me, and they let me know in no uncertain terms that my presence wasn't appreciated. I backed away, packed up my kit, and left the Peeper Symphony behind. <laughs>